But you really not, cause I run them up Thinking you fucking with me? Well, prove it then, let's run it up That metal on me, I keep it tucked If I unload, just know you fuck No competition, you know what's up If I open up every single one uh, Hello, everybody, everybody, hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses on all the movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev, and we are joined by a special guest today. Today, we've got recording artist Mike Drop. Welcome. What's up, guys? Uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It's going to be fun. What's going on, Mike, man? It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. Um, dude, so I found out from Kevin that... Yo, you performed at MegaCon yes. last week. Uh, the, the infamous MegaCon 2022. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how'd that go for you, man? Uh, man, it it was rough. It went fine on stage, outside mm-hmm. of a couple things. Um, we kind of touched on it, but no, we're gonna, you, let's we're build, gonna fully let's build, go let's build this story. Depth. Let's build a story um, from you, like getting there. Like, how was your experience getting there? Because this was like the most packed. A megacon that they've ever had before. All right, so and you were performing, so that must have been like a lot of weight. So, I got us in last second, mm. L- literally last second, like a couple weeks before, or maybe a, well, it was it was on time, but last second as far as them choosing artists. Oh, okay. Um, because they just weren't responding. Finally got it. I guess they didn't CC people in emails, so it was a shit show as oh, far as like God. talking to the guy running it who was eating shit the whole time. Talked to the stage woman, who's awesome. Shout out, Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, finally got our hotels booked. Get there. They only booked us one room instead of two. There's four of us. Two of us are very large guys, me and my brother. Mm. Um, you know how that feels. You ever had to bunk with a brother who's bigger than you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my brother's younger than me and bigger than me. It's not fun. Uh, shout out, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, that was already starting it off kind of ass. Then um, when we got there... It was cool. It's just like the crowd was ready. We were in front of like the, it was on the main stage in front of mm-hmm. a couple hundred people. Um, had them perfectly fine. And then the signal dropped and the wireless mics didn't work. Damn. Which was like the biggest complaint, I think, out of everyone who attended MegaCon was that there was n- no signal. And if there was any type of Wi-Fi available, it was the exhibitor Wi-Fi, which was like 70 or 80 bucks. Um uh, you know, we Pat and I have been to plenty of conventions. We go to to Miami Hero Hype. We've been to Supercon. We've been to MegaCon. We've been to lots of lots of different cons. Been to that Hentacon that was at a Revolution. We went to uh, a HentaiCon, yeah. yeah. And very rarely <laughs> Kirby, do we Kirby, see, yeah, uh, yeah KirbyCon. Uh, very rarely do we see uh, hip hop artists uh, performing. How'd you get into that scene, dude? Um... You know, it's crazy. Um, I mentioned to you guys, I performed my boy Zerk. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out Zerk. And um, Leoshi El Maduro. I just called him by his name. His name's Joel. Mm-hmm. He's our uh, stage guy. He's uh, plays a good bass. He's actually a bassist who shreds the guitar, and it pisses me off every time he says, I'm not a guitarist, because he literally makes love to... Like, I have a running joke mm-hmm. where I tell people on stage, I'm like, I just perform to listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do this just so he can come. Um, but that's he's, he's a monster and, um, Zerk is, that's my dog. He's the one that got me onto like music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it was just a matter of contacting people because they normally don't want to do 
hip hop or if they do, it's like an after party or somebody else has to throw a random after party. Even at like you, were you guys at MegaCon? Yeah. 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 So you saw the after parties were like, um, you know, rhythm and bass or like head banging, things like that. Or yeah. they were themed like disco, 90s night. But it wasn't anything where like they really had people performing. It's just a DJ spinning songs. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have a couple homies like uh, the Degenerate Bacchus. I don't know if you've seen them guys. I don't know. They're guys that they're in maid suits regularly. They do head banging. They do things like that. Even they have issues um, getting onto cons sometimes. You would think that like cons would want to get like like hip hop artists or you know heavy metal artists or anything like that because. Like just being a person who goes to cons, you're part of the, you're part of like uh, the obscure part of like society. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you know, what I mean, uh, you're not the normals. You're not the normies. You're you're weird in a way. So you would like think that they will welcome weirdness and things that are different. Like, hey, yeah, you, you do hip hop, yo, we we got you. You 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 do heavy, yo, we got you too. Anything, what whatever you do, any anything like experimental. We got you too. You want to perform? You got five minutes. Do whatever you want for five minutes. I think. I think. Is, I think part of it is the people that are running these types of events are not really part of the world and don't understand that this is a community that listens to anything, that watches anything, anything that's that seems popular. Like they don't understand that. They think, okay, so we got a bunch of cosplayers in a room. Mm-hmm. What's something nerdy we can play? Mm-hmm. And or what's you know what what's popular in Japanese anime? It's like, but it doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be that and i think i think that's what happens is you have people that don't understand the fan base and that's what happens when you see a lack of artists so it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually what i was going to get to um biggest thing that i've seen is that they want i mean at the end of the day most conventions are cash grabs let's be real yeah the big conventions are cash grabs it's it's a business i understand that Mm -hmm. um but where they're not doing is putting back into the community like as far as Music I make I make regular music I make nerdy music right mm-hmm. like the song that came on was the Rock Lee Guy Sensei yeah. Eight Gate song Naruto and um, what I've realized is that they're more worried about putting on cover bands um, and getting cover bands or getting the biggest name and if you can afford the biggest name completely understand that mm-hmm. um, San Japan for example they're in San Antonio I was just talking with them about performing for us and. They told me, the guy told me straight up, he's cool as hell, very honest. I appreciate it. He's like, look, honestly, we on our main stage, we only have room for three people. And we typically reserve it for international artists or for YouTube subscribers that have more than a million views. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so that eliminates like 97%, which is cool. But mm-hmm. then they also say, but we do have a stage where, you know, we pick from the group of 50, 60 artists that apply and we give them time to, you know, be on the stage and at least get some time at a side stage at the con, which I think is cool mm-hmm. because it's like, all right, at least you're being real. Look, honestly, these are our cash grabs. This is who we have to bring in. Yeah. But we're still going to give you a spot to do your thing. There's places like Supercon. I don't think I've ever, ever seen anybody perform at a Supercon. No. And we, my boy's trying to get a, a panel right now. He's trying to see if he can get a panel in there so we can perform as a panel. Mm-hmm. But I hate having to perform as a panel because then it's like you have to give them guidelines. Oh, what's your age limit? What's, you know, what are you doing? What type of performance? Do you have examples of performances? Then they want to know how many people you can draw into a panel. And it's like, well, if you throw me on a stage, I don't have to worry about drawing people because people come to music. Yeah. Megacon, dude, we sat there and there was like already like 200 people straight up there. Two, 300 people just sitting there. 
Not, Where did you guys perform at MegaCon? The main stage by the reentry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So it was like, you know, I I I've come to realize that you have to you have to ask because with with the convention scene because nine times out of ten unless honestly unless they're run by minorities mm-hmm. they're not gonna give a flying fuck. Momocon mm-hmm. they just had a whole mess of nerdcore artists have their own concert for a couple hours, and dudes just did a song or two each, a couple songs, mm-hmm. and straight up missed it. I'm so mad I missed it, but we had a booking down here in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Um, nerdcore party con. Mm-hmm. You know, they're uh, literally a concert. That's what it is. It's it's a con. I don't know if you guys want to try to check that out. I'm yeah, I might want to. You said Nerdcore? Nerd. I remember there was a documentary on uh, Nerdcore, like, oof, yeah, but 10 that, years ago, maybe? That was Nerdcore before it was about music, and it was about nerdy things. Oh, okay. I'll I, I, I touch on that right now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the Party Con, it's like, um, it's, it's a convention, mm-hmm. technically, but it's really just a huge concert celebrating artists in that genre. Nice. So there's dudes that you probably never heard of. This Daddy Fat Snaps, Fable. These are dudes. They're all local. Nah, these are dudes all across all the across. world. Oh, Rustages, okay. Rustages, um, from the UK. Uh, DPS, if I'm not mistaken, this is in like New York. Mm-hmm. Fable somewhere up north. They're gonna have um, Dan Bull. He's another international dude. Like uh, my boy, none like Joshua was supposed to be there. Uh, long story. He's local. Well, he's local to Florida. Mm. But there, there's a bunch of artists that are, um, you know, going to be there, and it's literally just a showcase of their core music. That's and you know, it's probably you know, I don't know who runs it, but you know, I've realized that it's like either they have to be in it, like mm-hmm. you said, they they don't know, yeah, you know, don't outside know. of their own bubble and what conventions go on, or they have to um, be a minority because typically minorities are the ones that like hip-hop, and that, like, you know, will give you a chance. Uh, DreamCon, mm-hmm. um, I'm waiting on them to respond to me because they said they were going to respond after May. I might perform at DreamCon, and that was unexpected. Definitely, definitely unexpected. They're run by artists. That's the one that's in... Um, Texas. Texas, oh, okay. Yeah. Think about DragonCon. Mm. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, DreamCon, DragonCon. Well, DragonCon typically has rock music. Really? Yes. Huh? Unless you're, you know, unless that is you're, shocking because you know it's in a it's in Atlanta. So I'm thinking that. That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking that it's a given that it's gonna be it's gonna be hip hop. Unless you're big, like really big. Yeah. Or an OG, uh, like Mega Ran. Mm. They normally don't hit you up. It, it's normally, and this is off of my boy Zerk, and he's been doing scenes like commentary for gaming things like that. Um, he's. If I showed you a picture of how many con badges he has, yeah, shitload. So he's a vet in this, and he's the one that told me, yeah, they typically do more rock music, which is weird. What, because what, it's what if you like? Now your music is good, man. But is it's there any way that you can make that. it like a Lincoln Park kind of kind of vibe? I have a song like that, yeah, right. That's kind of like rock rap, kind of a Zillakami type song. Yeah, yeah. It, what, can you chameleon your way into Dragon Con by doing something like that? Or no. I, they'll 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 I spot mean, you from a mile away. It's possible. I mean, I to be honest with you, I, I kind of mentioned it. I I don't like doing one style. Like I could sit in a pocket mm-hmm. and do it, and I'll you know I could do that, and I'll be good at that pocket. Mm-hmm. Or I could, you know, expand, try to have fun with it, try to do different things. The song that's coming out next week, that's completely different from everything I have there. It's more melodic, more singing. Um, you literally hear me in the back with like back vocals hitting. High Are notes. you singing too? I, I I know just enough. 
I think everybody can sing, though. Yeah, I, I really believe that everybody can sing. Everybody right. can hold a note. Or everybody got so, their own So you song. hit up karaoke bars, bro? No, Is there just, something you want to tell us? I'm not a and I'm not over here going to karaoke bars being like, yo, you can sing, bro. But I'm just saying that I feel like everybody can sing. I'm not saying that it's great, but I feel like everybody can like... Everybody sings in the shower, right? It's true. They kill it in the shower. Well, so I'll I explain why, though. They, they kill it in the shower because you have natural reverb. Mm-hmm. So it automatically sounds like it's more filled. So that's why everyone, no matter sorry about that, mm-hmm. well, no matter no, who it is, mm-hmm. they're gonna sound good in the shower. You see, that's natural mm-hmm. reverb. I, I looked it up. I did some singing. <laughs> um, and there's one more thing I wanted to mention. Mm. What was it? I completely forgot. You were talking about uh, your next song that's supposed to be coming out next week, and that you were singing on it. No, no, no. But it was it was for something before that. Um, but I, it'll run by my head eventually. So what what started your journey into music? Like what what influenced you and what made you say like, all right, this this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, so as far as music, oh actually I do remember what it was. I'll touch it later. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as music, I started out freestyling. Actually, um, I used to go to church mm-hmm. a lot. And church, yeah. So I have <laughs> my old my old youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out Randy. Mm-hmm. We went on like a camping retreat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's like four dudes and you know, camping. And he's like, yo, you guys want to freestyle? I'm like, I've never freestyle, bro. It's like, why not, man? I mean, I used to do it with my brother all the time. His brother's like worked with um, Knife Wonder and things like that. So nice. it's legit. Mm-hmm. And they used to do it just flipping the channels. Mm-hmm. So I tried it. Sucked terribly. I was so terrible. And then, um, yeah, I just spent a summer bored. And we freestyle every once in a while, but I spent a summer bored. Couldn't sleep, and I just started putting on beats. Got pretty decent at it. And then I was like, all right, uh, let me try something new. Saw King Los. Mm-hmm. Um, saw him freestyle. I was like, all right, bet. Um, I was like, all right, bet. Mm-hmm. So I you know, saw that he was like, oh, throw words at me. So that was my next thing. I was like, all right, let me have people throw words at me. Got that down pat. All right, cool. I said, like, all right, what's next? He did a five fingers of death, transitioning between five different beats. So I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to try that. Took me a month, but I got through that. So now it's at a point where I can freestyle about anything, like on the spot. It's cake. I do it at shows. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I do it at well, shows. Well, shit, man, maybe we should uh, give you a beat so you can freestyle <laughs> later on. It's up to you, though. I mean, I'm not going to pressure you any, into anything, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't mind. You know, this is 2022, you know what I'm saying? I ain't pressuring anybody in the internet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. It would have do that a little time. later. But uh, um, yeah, man, that's fucking dope, man. But um, thanks. You see, you took it. When when I was asked to freestyle once, I was I was so rubbish that I was just like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm never going to do this shit again. <laughs> it broke I, your spirit, yeah, but you still broke, do it in the shower? Yeah, I mean, everybody <laughs> do it in the shower. You know, when you're in the that's car, funny. you're like coming through on them, do number two on them, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out the blue on them. Yeah, you like see? Blue bruise on them. You see? Yeah. Look at this. You yeah. see, I would have never, I would have never went that far. <laughs> yeah, we, um, sorry, could. No, no, uh, go ahead. So, yeah, no, it, from there, it just, I ran into, um, well, I always thought about making music, just decided not to, did yeah. other things, MMA, sports, work, mm-hmm. um, met, uh, my boy Zerk mm-hmm. through one of my other homies who actually corner Dominic Mateo, in case you guys want to see his fight, uh, footage. I was like his main corner man. That's my homie since middle school. Uh, middle school, early high school, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows that I was listening to the Pokemon Cyphers. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Mm-hmm. Shofu, Six Seconds. Uh, 
probably one of the greatest collections of music you'll ever hear. If, even really? if you don't know Pokemon, it's just straight fire. But if you know Pokemon, it's three times as fire. <laughs> um, and yeah, my boy Zerk was on the Smash Cipher with them. I had remember hearing him, but I didn't catch it until mm-hmm. he mentioned it. And I went back. I'm like, oh, I know him. Um, he introduced me to him. Zerk was like, I'm working on a project. I'm trying to find some local artists, this and that. And I was like, all right, cool. So we hung out, um, went back to his crib to chill. And I remember this. It's like uh, he was drunk. I was like, put a beat on. Put a beat on. I got through like half of his wall. It's like that big. Half of that full of um, pictures, like posters and prints, gaming, anime, things like that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to send you some beats. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, he's like, I'll send you something. Just pick one. I'm like, all right, cool. Kept on throughout the whole night from when he was drunk to when he sobered up. About three hours. On and off. Same reaction. I was like, all right, cool. And he even says it like on one of the shows he did. He's like, yo, so I kind of realized this man was like kind of the truth. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, one song became two, two became three, three became him running his show. And he's like, yo, if you drop music, I can, I'll put you on. And I was like, bet. All right, cool. Um, and then that transitioned to me putting my own music out. And he's like, all right, you want to do some cons? The goal is MAGFest. And he was like, oh, you want to? Trying to see if we can get to that. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll roll with it. And now it's like, you know, we're dark, we're working on a joint project that we're almost done with, like, recording, and we have to finish some things up. Nice. Um, yeah, I have songs with uh, Jamar Rose. If people are into that scene, they'll know Jamar Rose is the truth. My boy mm-hmm. Chris Craig, who's on Eight Gates, that's that's a little bro. Uh, but my homie Rice Records, who's on that rock rap song. Um I have something coming up with this uh, artist named Pinky. I don't know if you guys ever heard Pinky. Uh, Pinky's dope. She's like, was an idol, became a bubblegum rapper, and now she's going to like funk. She's from Cali. Funk? Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds like something that a Cali person would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's cool though. And um, yeah, man, I mean, not eight, nine thousand streams later in less than. Less than eight months. I mean, I think I'm doing something right. I always tell people I appreciate anybody listening. And, you know, I have a dude named Slick who's going to be at San Japan. I should be working with him soon. Should be working with Jamar some more. Mm. Uh, my boy Chris Craig, me and him are working on something already. We're probably going to have a joint thing. Yeah, I, I have I've seen I've, I've seen uh, uh, your YouTube, uh, you know, to, to see if we can get some more, like, clips of you and stuff. You don't got no music video? Nah, so I actually had a conversation with a homie about this, and I want to mm-hmm. see if you guys think, like, mm-hmm. you know, like me on this. I think new music videos are good if you have the following or have somebody who has the following um, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, th- I think they're counterproductive to spend that much money when you don't have a following, uh, especially in the genre that my music's at now. Yeah. Where it's like, I could probably pay less for a super dope AMV mm-hmm. that somebody think, wow, that's freaking crazy, and the song's in the background. And then right. put it out. Now, with my boy Zerk, we're doing a project called Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, you know, play off of JoJo. Yeah. And we probably will do a music video for one of the songs. But with that song, it's going to be kind of different. I don't want to reveal too much. On. No, no, you ain't got to tell I'll much. tell you guys after. Mm-hmm. But it's a completely different music video from what you've probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we stumbled upon, you know, some things that would work. So we might do it for that. Um, and then I might, depending on who the artist is, but I think it's counterproductive for any artist 
if you don't have the following or have somebody with the following on the song because at the end of the day you're putting money yeah which you have to spend money to make money yeah but you're putting yourself in a negative and you quite possibly won't touch up you know zero balance on that yeah so that's why i think it's it's a little kind of productive for smaller guys now if you have some kind of following i think it's cool i think it's dope as hell no nah, yeah i i get it mm-hmm. yeah I, I get it because it's like you just you're just throwing in you're just throwing money into the void and it's like you, you're not getting no return at all because no, nobody knows you so what's the chances of somebody actually getting a to like actually see a music video yeah and it's like i could spend it two, sucks but yeah i get it i could spend three hundred dollars let's say mm-hmm. it's on the cheap end mm-hmm. filming the video having it edited post-production everything right mm-hmm. or i could spend the same three hundred dollars i will get 10 hours of studio time mm-hmm. i could knock out if i'm working quick and i'm not doing too much on the song three songs in two hours so i can do two to three songs in two hours right that's 20 to 30 songs that I could do and the amount of views I'll get on that one video, mm. which might be a couple hundred, I could split it out or plays. I can get it out on all these songs, which are new songs. I'll get the same views and I'll get the plays in the, like on my music. Yeah. Like on Spotify, on iTunes. And it's like, you know, just. So, so I got a, I got an old head question for you, man. I'm listening. They I'm still, old head too. Oh, for real? I'm not that young, bro. Oh, okay, cool. I'm not old well, either, then I don't know. Who, then I don't know who. Who? I should, well, okay, I'm gonna ask anyway. Y'all still make music? Y'all, y'all still make uh, mixtapes? Nah. Um, <laughs> they don't. They. I mean, are the mixtapes still a thing? Or? I'm doing an EP. I guess you could say EP. So they don't do like mixtape mixtapes that are like thirteen, like not even thirteen, like twenty four tracks, right? A hundred artists on that thing. Nah. I mean, no. uh, you probably have to get like a like a group to do it. Like, um, there's little collectives in the near core scene, mm-hmm. uh, like Otaku Gang. Um, um, Otaku Gang. Eh, I don't. I'm not a fan of the name, but they got some good artists. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this like if, if someone who doesn't know about anime, if they was to hear that, you would think, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it <laughs> makes, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, nah, my, my boy Chris Craig is in a group, and I always forget their name. And damn, it's crazy because they have a really good lineup. And like maybe something like that would work mm-hmm. where it's like a collective of people yeah. on one project. But nah, dudes don't even drop like uh albums, man. Honestly, albums albums unless same thing, unless you have a following, they're kind of like counterproductive too. Absolutely. People don't do that no more. It's yeah. It's all EPs. It's yeah, EPs are singles because um same thing. I remember I said about I was listening about the music stuff with the singing. Mm-hmm. I looked this up. Just for the hell of it, because I ran across a video, and it's like albums um, cost you more when you don't have a following than dropping singles would, because now you're putting a bunch of songs into one thing, as opposed to just dropping them periodically. Um, So it's like, it's a weird science, but it's like singles are better for artists that are coming up, as opposed to albums. So that's why I see people that are like, oh, I want to drop an album. It's like, I don't know if you should yet. But I give people my two cents, and I'm like, mm-hmm. nigga, you do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, you're a grown-ass man and woman. Yeah. Do what you do. But I'm just letting you know from my experience, because, I, I mean, I'm dropping an EP now, mm-hmm. which is like seven songs, but that's, you know, I'll probably be like nine months after my first song. And I had songs that have had decent success um, to where I feel like, all right, I could drop something with like seven songs. It won't kill me, because I can probably make those seven songs in like another month. 
I think I think ever since music and entertainment went digital and people were able to actually see the analytics a lot more. I think that's the reason why so many people have switched from making whole albums into singles, because back then you would buy a CD that had 18 songs. But really, you really wanted to buy it just because you heard this one song on the radio and you would replay that song over and over again. But now that it's trackable, you know, Spotify can see which songs I love the most. And that's why artists are like, nah, then I'm not going to waste my time making a f- 15 tracks. If really you just want to listen yeah. to this one track, I'm going to devote all my energy into that one track and get millions of hits rather than, oh, I'm also going to make these other 14 tracks. That I'm only going to get a couple hundred hits on. Yeah, man. But I'm a fan of an album, man. I remember the first album that I uh, that I that I realized that, yo, I like it's like a collection of it's, it's, it basically tells a story. I forgot what the name was. I think it was a. Uh, some prince it was prince something and it was basically telling the story about him going to jail uh finding out the cops are crooked and all it, it it played out like a fucking play and i was like yo this is the best album i've ever heard in my life i'm like this should be a movie never was turned into a movie but it was like it was so good that from then on i was like even if there was like one one track from an artist that i like i will listen to their whole album just because it was like you're, you're you're tapping into what their creative process of what's what's the story that they're trying to tell me. Well, I mean, you, know? you could do it with an EP though. I I'm doing. Sorry, I've announced this. So I could just say it now. Mm. Um, have you seen Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, yeah. So you, you, Chapter Black. <laughs> chapter Black is a tape that showcases the atrocities of humanity, and it's put into an hours long video that's shown to um to demons, and it's um. Well, not even actually. It's locked away. It's but if it's shown to demons, it's like basically it just warps their mind to wanting to kill humans. Mm-hmm. And the main villain in that arc, Sensui, uh, is fucking awesome. He um, basically was a spirit detective like Yusuke. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up seeing the tape, and he was like, "Fuck humanity!" Basically, developed seven personalities. And he wanted to just kill everyone. So I was like, oh, that's a great concept. I love you, Hakusho. How about I put that in music? So I'm doing seven tracks because Sensui has seven different personalities. Mm-hmm. And every personality was unique. So every song is going to have a unique vibe to it. And then I wanted to structure it in a way where it's like music, like a, a VHS like mm-hmm. in the show on music. So just like the highs and you the lows. Oh, okay. Like the, the you know. You might start out with some basic exposition, then mm. it's going to up and down. But basically, that's what I wanted to do, where it's like a, a album that kind of touches on things that could be considered atrocities in humanity, even if they're little things that we don't even realize, like lust. There's so many different forms of lust. And there's um, you know, toxicity, yeah. things like that. And I wanted to put that on, on tape. And I wanted it to be a project that's, nerdcore inspired not nerdcore mm-hmm. so the, the artists that are on i started maybe even voice eric and maybe one other person mm-hmm. aren't really nerdcore artists i didn't want them to rap about nerdy things yeah you can make references but i wanted it to be some real shit that the regular joe could listen to and be like yo this is just some real shit but then when i say oh yeah but it's inspired from this anime oh damn really yeah you should check it out and it's like it's a good middle ground yeah. From, and, and I've been trying to make that a music, like on eight gates. You know, they thought I was useless. They didn't complain. I worked hard to get on the chin. I got one talent. I went undrafted. And I can't miss Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. That's like, 
I'm talking about my guy, but Duncan Robinson was literally an undrafted player that they were like, oh, he can only, he can't do shit. So it was like an unathletic white boy. Look at him now. So that's how, um, you know, it still could be done. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, you know, the mind behind it. Some people just choose to just throw music out there. I think that's fine too. But sometimes you do want to hear some stuff that's like, not, I don't, I don't like being preached to. So I don't like stuff that's like too woke. Yeah. You understood. Know, like, I just want to hear music. I, can, I don't mind hearing what your thoughts are, but I don't want you to try to push a message across to me. You know, I can go to church to that, mm-hmm. for that. And, you know, I can talk to my mom for that. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want music to do to me. I want music to just let me feel, but not feel aggravated <laughs> because you're trying to preach to me. So I wanted to, like, find a way to not preach to anybody, but in the same breath, they can listen to it and be like, damn, there is a message behind this. You know, like he's actually talking about some shit. It's not just noise in my ear. But at the same time, I'm not trying to tell you how to act. I'm just letting you know what I see. Yeah. That's how I think it should be. Um, like, I always say I prefer Pac over Biggie. I mean, Biggie over Pac. Mm. A lot of people don't like that. And I'm like, well, I love Pac. And I don't think it's, a, it's an indictment on him. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't feel like being preached to. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't. Kendrick's. Some of his stuff I don't listen to, like newer Kendrick, because I feel like it's trying to push across, push across his message as opposed to a message. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's fine. I don't got a problem with it. I love Kendrick. I think he's dope as hell. Yeah. But some songs I'm just like, skip, skip, because it's just not me. I like to listen to our music and chill. You know, sometimes I want to, you know, bop my head. Sometimes I don't vibe. Sometimes I want to try to take a nap, listen to something relaxing. Yeah. Nah, I feel you 100% mm-hmm. on all that, man, because... Like sometimes I'm just listening to music and I don't, I do not for the life of me want to be talked at. (laughs) I just want to just listen to music just for what it is and, you know, go about my day. I know that the world is burning. I know. (laughs) I can look outside. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to tell me that the world is burning and then I should be doing something because then it's like, okay, if I do something, who the fuck is going to pay my bills while I'm over here, uh, out here trying to be a fucking superhero? Trying to save the goddamn world. Who's gonna pay to get me out of jail and shit like that? It's like, yeah, I get it. Mind I you, get it. Mind <laughs> you, I, I listen to Christian rappers too sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> so that's the crazy thing. Mm. They don't do that. Oh, they don't do that. No. Doc, oh. I, I listen to Christian rappers that are like, they're better than what's on the radio. Like they've been on the radio with mm-hmm. Christian songs. I have a homegirl who's a Christian rapper who's on like Rapzilla, which is their site. Mm-hmm. And she's been on there. She was like uh, one of the Christian uh, Christian rap um, freshman of the year last year. Known her since like middle school, and she's on there. Um, yeah, man. I yeah, check out Soul. That's what you guys want to check her out. Um, yeah. But nah, man. Andy Minio, um, Lecrae. Even though Lecrae's become more mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, still love him. Uh, KB, love KB. One um, K Few. There's there's a bunch of dudes that. Uh, just they they make music and there's a message in it but i don't feel like i'm being preached to like andy Minio has a song where he's literally talking about like how his dad missed his wedding his dad missed his wedding day and yeah there's some biblical stuff tied in but mm-hmm. it's not like oh i'm trying to read you passages from the bible it's a legit song and him yeah and being frustrated because his dad missed his wedding yeah and if you hear it it's like in the song, does explain what is what is what was his dad's excuse for missing the wedding? Some stupid, some stupid. Shit. Yeah, his his dad his dad was like known to do that. And oh, like, he if, does that if, kind of stuff. Yeah, I I love 
Andy Mineo. He's one of the most talented dudes I've ever heard and, like, one of the best performers I've ever seen in person. Like, dude is uber talented, can sing, can rap, can produce. Mm -hmm. He's, like, legit, legit. And um, dude's, like, his music is, is never BS and it's never the same. He's always trying to grow as a musician. Like, I'll, I'll play something after and you'll see, like, it's Christian rap is actually a lot more. It's different from because I, I just remember Christian rap from um, when I was in a, like a teenager and. It was uh, it was a lot of trying. It was like a lot of trying hard and it was a lot of biblical references. And I'm like, OK, I you know, I, I never read the Bible in my life. I've only read like passages because, you know, either I had to read it in Bible school or something like that. Mm hmm. But I never like went out of my way, picked up a Bible, and the, you know how they say that all you got to do is just open it up, and then just put your hand on a, a proverb or something like that, and then it'll just speak to you. I've never done that because I don't know. Maybe I don't know where I'm at right now in my life, but I don't need that. <laughs> but uh, it's it, it's always seemed like every it, when it comes down to church, I'm always thinking that I'm gonna be talked to, yeah, rather than like. Uh, like uh, talk with, it's like I'm just talking to. And if I have a question, mm -hmm. the fact that I have a question, they find disrespect in that. I yeah. found that 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 happens a lot at, at church when I was growing up. So that's the kind of stuff that always like mm -hmm. makes me back away from that kind of stuff. But I mean, if they've changed, maybe because maybe I'm, I'm thinking about it like how uh, in a geeky way, like how uh, Batman and uh, Owlman are basically the same thing, and our man basically wants to kill humanity because he sees humanity for what it is, and Batman wants to save humanity for what it is. I am the owl man because I want to kill it, <laughs> but everybody else who you know who who basically who are changing Christian yeah. rap are are Batman because they saw into the abyss and they didn't blink, and I did. Man, you know what it is? <laughs> like, I, I liken it to to nerdcore music, um, right? A lot. That's how I feel about a lot of nerdcore artists from back then. Mm -hmm. They were just tryhards. Or mm -hmm. it was corny because it's like they were dressed like nerds. Well, I saw that documentary. They were they were dressed literally like Revenge of the Nerds, bro. Like they had the glasses and everything. Yes, man. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, bro. My, our last show, we literally. I mean, we had think like, of Dwight Schrute. Jerseys. Yeah, think of Dwight Schrute, and you're seeing a oh, whole bunch of people terrible. dressed just like that. Nah, bro. I I, I wore <laughs> the last show we did. I wore baseball jerseys, some some uh, ultra boots, jeans, and and a scully, mm -hmm. and I wear a hat regularly. Mm -hmm. This I would go on stage like this. You see, Come. I, I literally I just I just worked out something with uh, Phantom Maniacs. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to buy some merch, use code Mike, uh, ten percent off. Oh, there uh, we go. And yeah, I also Geeky Robots. Yeah, uh, shout out Geeky Robots. Shout out to them. Yeah. And use a uh, code Mike Drop on Affinity. Oh, for them off. too. Oh, yeah, those are the homies. <laughs> yeah, those those are the homies too. Um, but no, with with Phantom Maniacs, um, I got like two bomber jackets they're sending me. Oh, nice. And they're like. They're, they're anime inspired, but they're fucking badass. And uh, I, I don't, you know, I like to dress how I like to dress. Like mm -hmm. sometimes I want to wear a black tee and, and a snapback and, and, you know, some LeBron. Some, mm -hmm. One day I want to wear a pair of ones with this, but that's how I go on stage. I don't, you know, comfortable, more comfortable shoes. Yeah. But that's that's how I go on stage, how I would dress regularly every day. I don't, I don't like looking like a cornball. Mm. That's my thing. I like to just look like a regular ass dude. I had somebody offer me to merch. He's my homie. I love it, but he goes more towards the nerdy side, and I'm like, I want more general merch. 
and it's like kind of hard towing that line. Um, but yes, yeah, no, nah, man, like, yeah, I respect it. I respect it because usually um, we have people who are on the podcast who they lean towards the other way. Like they're they they lean heavy into uh, the geekiness. Like they're mm-hmm. willing to shit. They dress out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it's always it's always refreshing to know that there's people who are like. You know, they, they find cringe in that. Like, ah, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that, man. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be mm-hmm. me. So you could do your thing. That's fine. You can go ahead and play. But I'm going to play over here. Just know that I'm still having just as much fun as you are not dressing out. I like that. Yeah, I like well, that, too. I, and I don't I don't mind cosplaying. I yeah. think people that cosplay, I, actually, I respect them a lot. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Oh, and yeah. I, I think cosplaying is dope. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I if I had the time, mm-hmm. I would do it. But I don't have the time. Um, and even if I try to make the time, I'm making music or I'm probably performing at the con and I don't want to dress like that. Yeah. Then I have to take all that off to get dressed to be on stage because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on stage like that. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, a lot of people don't have the social upbringing as far as like socially being around people. Yeah. Especially so kind of, in the, in the in, con in the, circle, bro. I, yeah. We were social talking about etiquette. That. We we have spent hours <laughs> upon hours talking about this with guests, yeah. especially with the geeky robots. We had a full on conversation that should have been turned into a podcast where yes, people lack the social etiquette for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a huge nerd, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing, a Levi shirt. Yeah. You know, like I have a Naruto wa- uh, watchman. Like I'm a huge, my phone is literally Luffy and Ace. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm as nerdy as it gets. You mm. know what I mean? But like, I did not, you know, I, I grew up in the hood. Yeah. I grew up around my homies. I grew up on hip hop. I grew mm. up on rap music. I grew up on bachata a little bit too. Mm. You know, I'm not going to just shun that. Like I'm still me. I'm still a nerd, but you know, I'm wearing, a pair of KDs and and some black jeans. I'm not wearing you know thong sandals and you know, you know. some shorts. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the straw hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean, and I think I think it's cool for anybody who cosplays. I think mm-hmm. it's dope. It's no harp on them. I I love cosplayers. They're yeah. the best people in mm-hmm. general. They tend for the most part they're very very out, outgoing and bubbly. Mm-hmm. I appreciate them because I'm not like I just mind my business. Yeah, that's the thing is like. I'm not you, but I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I understand that 100. percent Like, yeah, you know, um, I ain't got the, I ain't got the, the know it all to to do what you do, but I appreciate what you're doing because that shit is is dope. I have a friend named Lauren who's a, an amazing singer, mm-hmm. um, and Lauren knows how much I love her voice. I tell her this all the time, and I'm literally gonna make her listen so she can hear me put this on blast. Mm-hmm. She has an amazing voice, mm-hmm. amazing, right? I can't sing like her. I can do like I can hold a note. I can do this. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I ain't a singer, and I. That's one of those things where it's like I appreciate you. Yeah. But no way in hell am I gonna try to mimic yeah. you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that that's how it is because it's just not me. Um. But yeah. So basically, what I was saying though, is that I liken those two things. Um. Because a lot of those zoos were very very you know corny, and I think music should be on music first, and then whatever the topic is. And a lot of the dudes now um, in Christian rap and in nerdcore music are worrying more about the music than the nerdy references. Because I can do two or three references in a verse and you'll get it. But then, you know, it's like my shit's hard. Somebody who doesn't listen to it is going to be like, damn, that shit was hard. Mm -hmm. Or I could try to make it, you know, reference filled. And then, yeah, 
you'll like it. But then if I put pitch it to somebody else, they're gonna be like, "What the hell is this?" But yeah, they ain't gonna know what it is. And it's kind of like think about it. It's like we can kind of say that is is it gatekeeping in a way? Like if you put like a whole bunch of references and somebody doesn't get it, it's like damn, I I don't get what this music is about. Because mm-hmm. no, it, it's not gatekeeping. What it is is like it le- it opens up opportunities to for somebody to gatekeep that because somebody could be like, oh, you don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you ain't into it. You, you you don't know what the fuck this is about. You don't know what the fuck that's about. It, it's not you. It's the third party that can open up yeah. that the, that what you call it that gatekeep uh, potential and of the, it. I can see that. The the thing is that we just did a show at Twenty Seven Bar and Lounge, mm-hmm. right? We just did a little thing with our with a a homies backgammon, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Pax, Jay Sexton, dope dudes. If you guys ever want to listen to just cool ass dudes make mm-hmm. music, those are the guys backgammon. B-C-K-G-M-N. Backgammon spelled like the game. Yeah, it just minus the A's. B-C-K-G-M-N. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to pronounce them like... <laughs> yeah, but basically like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, they, they're dope as hell. They ran this little thing. They asked us to come out. You know, dope ass dudes. Mm. And I appreciate that. And it's just a venue. Mm. It was not a nerdy event. But people were still fucking with us. Mm. They still were. You know, we got the crowd. We kept it. We tried to make it a party. I had one chick tell me, oh, my God, you're a poet. I'm like, thank you. I had another dude was like, yo, you resonated with me the most. Uh, this is a that. Started chatting with me. I'm like, I appreciate that. And, you know, I was talking about just nerdy things. <laughs> I'm like, this is just nerdy stuff. But oh, you wouldn't dope. tell, you know, like you couldn't tell that it's nerdy stuff because the music is the main focus. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found that Christian rappers have done now. So, you know, yeah, there's there's a hidden message in, in it. Yeah, but it's not pushed across to the point that you want to just like tell them f off, and that's how I feel. Their core music like, uh, has become P.O.D. in the early two thousands. Mm, P.O.D. Puddle, not Puddle Mud. Uh-huh. Yeah, P.O.D. Payable on Death. Payable. That's the name of the band. That's that's that, what their name was. That's what it stands for. Yeah, Payable, Payable on Death. Yeah, you got me there. You know they're a Christian group, right? I know they're a Christian group, yeah. but I didn't know that they were a Christian group when I was into them. I found out later on that there there's a I mean, lot of Pastor fucking Troy. Pastor Troy. No, nah, I thought he was just like Pastor Troy because Nah, he was a legit pastor, bro. Really? Yeah, so and then like if I'm not mistaken, he was a legit pastor. And then like really? Sai the Prince literally has a song where he talks about how he goes to church on Sundays, but like he does all his shit until Saturday and doesn't do anything on Sunday out of that respect. Mm. That's Sai High. Um, like Chick Fil A, yeah, close on Sundays. <laughs> close on Sundays. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so I mean, that's where I've I've come to find that like I think music is becoming more of a more of a, a about music thing in those type of subgenres, and that's actually leads back to what we talked to before about like them not wanting to put hip hop music musicians on um, on cons. My boy Zerk has a company called Geeked Up. Mm-hmm. We just ran a show with uh, that artist Pinky. She flew, you know, flew her out from Cali. Um, mm-hmm. Backgammon was there. This dude, Dylan Hall. Um, Amir Rhymes was there. I performed. And it was a great show. Like, for what it was, the venue was dope as hell. And Zerk literally says that he decided to start his company. Not for him. Not to book himself. But to give artists, especially hip-hop artists and R&B and people that, genre, those genres, a uh, platform to perform because a lot of cons were just like no and he's like you know i want to i don't want it to be cover bands all the time i don't want to listen to rock music all the time 
Like, I don't want to hear, you know, symphonies covering the, you know, Ocarina of Time. Like, yeah, it's cool. But these are the same people all the time getting booked for the same cons. Yeah. And he wants to give other people an opportunity to just. When we went to like, because uh, Kirby Con, um, we got there kind of late. Mm-hmm. I think we missed like two or three artists that was before us before we got there. But it seemed like they covered the gambit with just like new artists. And bro, to be honest, like um, I added some of those artists to my fucking uh, to my Spotify. Just yeah, I did too. And like, they were all local. And yeah. there but was even one group that didn't even have lyrics. They were just like playing, playing instruments. Music. Yeah, instruments. But they most for the most part, they have the same general sound. I looked at the list and they all have like the same. Yeah, base. the. I will say the the first two two bands. What was the name of them? Uh, the ones that came. One of them came from Hialeah. The other one was from. Mm-hmm. I want to say Brickle, but I think I just got Brickle on my mind. I don't know, but yeah, one of them came from there. They both had kind of like the same sounds, but then after that, it was just like one of them sounded like Depeche Mode, and the other one, uh, the girl, she, the woman, she sounded like. Uh, I, I don't know what she sounded like. That was the main stage, right? Yeah, that was yeah. the main stage. Yeah, you guys got lucky. The other stage, yeah. What was that? Was DJs on the on the other stage? Oh, right? no, they had artists too. They had like some industrial sound guys. I'm, I don't even remember their name. I don't even want to throw hate on them, but I've heard it, and I was mm. like, nah. It was washed. I had a headache. Yeah, it was, it. yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was well, bad. that's where the liquor was at. Yeah, <laughs> it was. A, it was over there. That was the liquor. Uh, liquor nah, was over I mean, there. I wanted. I want to go to like the black market, mm-hmm. and I know that they announced that they're going to be doing a show. Uh, bi-monthly starting July, like a different anime-themed show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I want, I would love to perform there, you know, get some, like, hip-hop artists there. The thing yeah. is, I don't know if they would be like, all right, cool, because I've seen, like, all the other nah, events. I, I, I seriously believe that they would, based off of the fact that between the songs of the artists playing, they play hip-hop music, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so. That's they play hip-hop music. It's like... Nowadays you can't get a party started without hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you need it. So need it would it, yeah, <laughs> it would be a disservice to you to not have like an up and coming hip hop artist there to perform because it's like okay, you give this motherfucker a block of thirty minutes to perform and they you fucking hungry, so yeah. you're gonna fucking show out. Mm-hmm. We saw motherfuckers out there jumping on jumping off the stage and stuff like that. Some people brought like extra people to to be like some type of actor in the crowd and stuff like that, which I thought was a little bit much. But I mean, you do your thing, you know what I mean? You do your thing. So why not? And, and hip hop artists like uh shit. Remember in the nineties when when they performed, it would just be uh, a gang of motherfuckers on stage, not trying to give you a performance at all. You know what I mean? They, what they need they, to try to do is like try to like bring back like or do the smaller version of like Lollapalooza, where it's like we're gonna bring everybody from every genre together. Like that'll be it, nice, it's kind of right? like yo, sit through this and experience something you never heard of. So that's that'll be Zerk wanted to do something with Otaku Fest, and he mm. wasn't able to. Where it was along the lines of a music festival outside. Mm-hmm. while the con was going on what they ended up doing this year was just a big stage outside i don't know if you guys went the big main stage at otaku fest mm-hmm. yeah, it's a huge state stage outside and i i like performing at cons but i prefer to perform at after parties or like after con events like uh my boy nico uh from affinity mm-hmm. yeah he used called my job um he's he's one of the coolest guys i've ever met dude mm-hmm. i met him at otaku fest randomly he runs his company, um, Affinity.us, up in, in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, you know, I throw events. I, I shut down basically a mall the size of Dolphin Mall at um, the end of the year last year. 
and you know maybe I can fly you out next time. I was like, bet that's that'd be dope. I've never been Hell to Cali. Yeah. He decided to, uh, um, basically, he just decided to to run his own con. So I don't know if I'm spoiling things, but he's mentioned it, I believe. Um, but he should be running his own con in September. Is it going to be down here or is uh, it in, Cali, in Cali? Pomona, in Pomona. Nice. Yeah, in Pomona, California. And we were like, all right, cool. You know, I would love to perform. He probably was just going to have us fly out. He just needed to get a few approvals, and it's good. And I was talking to him, and I'm like, yo, why don't you just do it as a joint thing with my boy Zerk and do it as an after-con concert? And I explained to him, and I'm like, look, honestly, you don't want the convention people to have to try to go out of their way to perform. I mean, to watch artists perform, because then, you know, they're not going to get the, the best crowd that they could. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want the artists, you know, taking away people from the people vending. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it would make sense. You add on, you know, 10, 15 bucks, bro. People aren't going to complain. They're coming to the con. You get a free show after. You get six artists, you know, a couple hours. And you, you have know. something to do. Yeah. And it's, it becomes an after party where it's like, yeah. all right, now it's dedicated to music. Now motherfuckers going to. And they know, can fuck. really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And now you're really going to party. And now the, the artists are more inclined to, you know, put on their best foot forward because they have a crowd as opposed to trying to fight to get a crowd. Now they have a crowd. Now it's like, all right, cool. These motherfuckers are literally here for me. I got to kill this shit because they're here for me. Yeah. So that's that's something I pitched. And I, I like doing those random shows. Like this one over here, that wasn't the biggest thing. But it was fun as fuck because yeah. we didn't have to worry about guidelines. We didn't have to worry about age restrictions, making things family friendly. That's another thing at MegaCon. We thought we had to be PG. And then we were told we didn't after we went on stage. And... You know how hard it is to, like, on the spot, try to be PG? It's, it's, yeah, I don't were have, you, like, uh, whenever you were going to say a word, did you, like, have to, like, pause? Like, yeah. like actually, like, silence yourself? Like, instead of saying motherfucker, you would say, M-, like that? Um, yeah. Oh, no, that sucks. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Or, like, or I would just, like, uh, like, we, we would try to find ways to make it work on the spot because we never practiced that. And, yeah, dude, I, I just... I want to be able to perform in like an environment where it's just like people are there to see you as, as opposed to you fighting for it. But a uh, megacon, they didn't have you guys at a like a big, like a grand uh, panel room. No, it was on. It no, was main, right on the right floor. on the main floor where they where they had the 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 costume contest and everything. Right, yes. like right on the main floor, right there. It was, it no. was right where the step and repeat, the big ass step and repeat was. Is that what you're talking about? There was two stages. There oh, was there's one two. Okay. when you walk in the entrance and you take that left all the way to the end. Yeah. That was the panel stage. Okay. That was the secondary stage because they had room that they added on for extra people. Okay. The main stage was if you got, went straight and kept going all the way down. Uh-huh. Um, that's where the Geeky Robots held their um, little panel. And uh, like it, uh, it was see, by... We, we, we only went one day, but we never got a chance to, to, to go to any panels because we were doing like interviews. Because we really wanted to go to the Geeky Robot uh, one where they were... Uh, what was it like uh, a D and D for everybody or something? They did a D and they they were part of a D and D, but they also did one where um, they judged the cosplay contest, yeah, and they then they also the did uh, there was one where like people were given tools and and materials, and yeah. then they created something out of it right there on the spot. Well, they went on on that stage at that time. Uh-huh. Somebody went on after them, and then we went on. And then y'all went on, yeah. And then yeah. like our homie seizure machine went on at like five. They're local too. And it was cool to see local people or people yeah. that had performed down here there because mm-hmm. the degenerate bacas they're West Palm, but they were there too. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
thankfully they're becoming more lenient as far as having cons. Hopefully, I'm in Denver for Fan Expo Denver mm-hmm. in July. Hopefully, Dream Con happens. I'm praying for it. Um, we'll see about San Japan. That's in September. My boy shows in September, and I have a couple cons in between that we're trying to, you know, to rock through. at. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know I'm trying to take advantage and make this a travel thing where at least I get to see new cities and new states yeah. at the very least. You know, I'm trying to make more music that's more towards performance now as opposed to what I was doing because I have realized that I need to have a bigger rotation of performing songs that mm-hmm. people will be like, oh, yeah, this, this is shit right here. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm hoping, I mean, hopefully cons become a bit more lenient or just, like, you know, do at least what San Japan did, which is like, okay, you know, we're not going to get you on the main stage. But we have a substage, and we're gonna give guys opportunities and people opportunities so that they can showcase themselves as well. But we, but with that substage, you also have to worry about what time you're being like you're performing because you might be performing with somebody like big performing on the other stage, right? That's true. On the opposite stage. Yeah, but I mean that's something you always have to worry about because even like if you're performing, like let's say with us, mm-hmm. we performed at I think it was three o'clock, but let's say somebody's having an autograph signing this big. You know, Gina Carrera. Yeah, even if you're, you know, the Undertaker. Yeah. The photo ops of the Undertaker was huge. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of trying to, you know, there's always gonna be something. The good mm-hmm. thing with like Geeked Up and Boy Show mm-hmm. is that it was the focus was the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had vendors. Yeah, we had DJs, but the main focus were the artist. So, um, Amir got on. He did his thing. Then Backgammon went on. They did their thing. Then Dylan went on. He killed his thing. Then I went on with them. I killed it. Then Pinky went on. She killed it. Like, everyone consistently across the board killed that shit. And that's because the people were actually there for the music. It wasn't about, like, oh, I'm at the con, and then the music's just there. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. They fucked with it. And, and um, <laughs> they were, and, and, you know, when you're given a fair chance, like, you're not competing against, you know, you know, random panels or random yeah. this or, or, you know, and when you're not having to worry about people coming for the cover band before you and then leaving once they're done, mm. it makes things easier because I, I love cover bands. I think it's cool. Um, I think it has a place in the con scene because it's a draw. People like to listen to Bluebird from Naruto. Mm. It's, it's a draw. But I think that there has to be an equal balance of cover and people that make original music because as, as, Covering dope. originals, yeah, yeah. As as dope sense. it is, as dope as it is to cover music, you know, like bro, I'm writing my stuff by hand. I'm free. St- I literally just turned in a verse yesterday for a cipher that I did. You know, maybe it took we'll say two days, but it was only like a brief amount of time each day to do the verse, and then I recorded. I turned in another verse for something else a couple of days before that. So, you know, I have my stuff that I'm doing now. I have a couple of songs that I need to record that are finished that I haven't recorded. And this is stuff that is like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm not sitting there listening, like learning the notes. Like, not, nah, bro, I'm composing this myself. And, you know, at least show people that put that effort in the same amount of respect that you're showing, you know, people that do covers and things of that sort. All right. So um, the next question I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, we've been talking about these cons and, and places that you performed at um, for upcoming cons. Are you going to be like at Florida Supercon or anything like that? Hopefully Florida Supercon. Um, 
you know, my, I didn't get to put it in a panel application. My boy did. So mm-hmm. it's it's all on him. He says he might have a connect. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe. I um, think I think it's I think it's gonna be a, a go. I mean, I don't work for them at all, but uh, everybody who has, who I've heard. They said they they submitted for a panel or something. Mm-hmm. It seemed or like a, a table or something. They've all got the, like the green light. It, it's it's it wasn't like MegaCon and you know Geeky Robots. They said that they were trying to submit and then they were just getting pushed. They were constantly getting pushed back. It seemed like uh, SuperCon is all about the yes. Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We Affinity, can... um, they got uh, same issue as Geeky Robots, so they didn't. And I mean, they have like fucking fifty five thousand followers on IG. Oh, so, so they had the same problem at MegaCon, too? Same like, problem. They were supposed to be at MegaCon, too, and they weren't. But their homie, um, mm-hmm. he runs Valeza, yeah. a lifestyle, and he was there. And he got in. Yeah, he got in. So yeah, I think it was just them being pick and choose. Um, like I said, I got in last second with the music. You know, they, they got me in last second and then tried to, like, fit a time around our schedule. You know, if I sold swag, I wouldn't even want to be inside the actual con. You know that area where people are getting their... Uh, their badges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Put my booth right there. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. motherfuckers just be waiting there, waiting for their friends and shit. If you just have like a booth there that just like has banners of shit, like people would just stop by just to uh, yeah. say, well, what you got here? I'm like, I got stuff, man. And <laughs> speaking of Florida Supercon, we are throwing uh, a pregame party here at Extreme Action Park. I don't know if you're going to come through or not. I Hopefully. Shared I shared it. I hope I'm off Thursdays. So, oh, nice. It's highly likely that I will come through. And you, this is the first time we do something like this. Um, well, my ultimate goal is is like I, I want to start a good relationship with the cosplay community here. Um, there's really not much that goes on in Fort Lauderdale, uh, whenever Florida Supercon is going on. So, I kind of want to do something up here, and then later, I do want to create something kind of like a geek market where it's not necessarily a convention. We're just going to like set up tables around extreme action park, let vendors do their thing, you know, start building a, a following like that because this place sees thousands of people over the weekend on a Saturday alone. We see about five to 6,000 people. Um, and then once I get those two worlds, like, you know, established, then we could create our own convention here at extreme action park, which is what I'm trying to do. Um, but that night of the party, you know, it's going to be Thursday, uh, July 7th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. This is the Thursday right before Florida Supercon. We have cosplayers coming through. We're going to do a cosplay contest. Um, we're going to be we're going to have a dance party. We're going to be doing lots of lots of giveaways and stuff. Um, if we have time, I may uh, borrow the mic from the DJ, and let you go on and uh, let, you know, people hear your stuff. I don't know if you're OK with that. I mean, we we we're down to perform. I, I mean, That's it's not up. just me. It's just me and the guys and. We're always done. I mean, that's that's never an issue, man. We, I mean, my my our stage guy, he's a sound guy, so mm-hmm. he would literally just bring his whole little box. He bring his kit. Yeah, yeah. he bring the box, and it's it's a wrap. You know, we're down. I'm always done. I don't mind. You just gotta let us know like yeah. parameters is fine as far as age, because I curse like a motherfucker. <laughs> all right, yeah. This party, this party is not gonna. This, yeah, we're, this we're, is we're not all ages. This is uh, this is a family establishment, but that party is gonna take place in a VIP area that. Hopefully, yeah. you know, it's very privatized compared to the, the rest of the park. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down and I might be able to get somebody else too, who's okay. way bigger. I mean, right. yeah, way bigger than me. <laughs> and he's like maybe an hour away, but I can, I'll put it. If he's coming down for super time, man, like, yeah, man, definitely bring him down, man. We got a drink for him, bro. I, I, <laughs> I got a couple of drinks for y'all. 
I'll, <laughs> I'll do it after. Yeah. I, I'll put them. Yeah, I'll put a word in. I, I'll hit them up. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Actually, I'll hit up my boys back. I mean, honestly, if, if you guys have an hour and a half, I think we could, like, between us three, give you guys, like, something there. At least for the people. You know, why not? I know um, as long as backgammon's free, they'd be down. Those are the homies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the person I have to hit up. Mm-hmm. But I could literally send him a snap after this and be like, yo, you want to do this? And he'll respond. And right. he might be down. I mean, he was going to be my, my alternate at um, Megacon. Yeah. yeah, dude's, dude's big. Nice. <laughs> and, we have, and we have other events uh, coming up as well um, other than, you know, that cosplay party um, in October. Uh, we will have a very large haunted house built, and then I want to do like a horror convention to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you got the best of both worlds. You can you entertain yourself by going through the through the haunted house, or you could just chill at the convention. It's not going to be. I hate using the word convention because people always think of big events. This is like fifteen to twenty vendors, you know, spread out. When you, when you go through the haunted house and you come out, it's kind of like at Disney or at Universal when you leave the ride, you end mm-hmm. up in a gift yeah. shop. So it's going to be something like of that nature. Um, I don't know. We're, we're, we're always looking for um, entertainment to add to those types of events. So yeah, definitely I mean, hit you up. You, it, it, yeah, definitely hit me up. I'm always down. Mm-hmm. Um, just let me know when in October yeah. so I can make sure because uh, I might be in Anime, Texas. Actually, I have to touch back on all those things right now. After. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, um, you can call it a convention. It, I mean, you know, uh, MizuCon just happened. Uh yeah, I don't want to touch on Mizukon, but Mizukon <laughs> well, just was, happened. Was that another shit show or uh, no? Nah, I didn't even perform, man. Dude, dude just didn't respond. I'm not even gonna. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gotcha. gonna touch base on that. It, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you know. Uh, I've heard things, so I'm good. Um, but they, they, um, I mean, they probably get less, tra- got less traffic in that weekend, or probably maybe the same as you. That were was on, the weekend after MegaCon, was it? Yes. It was the weekend after MegaCon, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're getting, like, five, 6000 in the weekend on two days, two, or are you kind of Friday? Um, so, the convention itself will, will be just that Saturday and Sunday before Halloween, because Halloween this year falls on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, the convention, which might be a little bit tight, um, but the weekends before that, mm-hmm. we're still going to do the Haunted House. The area where the convention would have been at, mm-hmm. that's going to be an empty area. So that we want to put a small bar. We want to put some entertainment for people. Like after they walk out of the haunted house, it's just going to be a big chill area. Okay. And then we could build a small stage and do some extra entertainment. That mm-hmm. works. And I mean, I, I have, um, you know, I, I know some vendor guys that um, would be definitely down. They do decals. Uh, my buddy, LeVon, he, um, Larry Threads, that's, you know, streetwear. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to look up, you know black-owned business that does oh, okay. dirty clothing. Yeah. He's local. He's the homie. Um, he Is also, that Blurred Threads? Yeah, Blurred Threads. Gotcha. Um, he's also a um, chef. Oh, so nice. He can, he's always down to cook and sell his food. And he's pretty reasonable and it's fucking fire. Yeah. It's like soul food meets uh, Japanese. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it sounds fusion. good. That and fusion stuff. Yes. I love that fusion shit. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and then I know, I know a couple of DJs who also been too. So, I mean, you know, this would probably fit better for Supercon mm-hmm. yeah. than it would for the horror. The horror. Thing? Yeah. Well, the horror, maybe like the degenerate Bacchus would be good mm-hmm. because they're just headbanging music. 
So, you know, you can kind of throw headbanging on any kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they could always, you know, kind of fit it with like yeah. horror samples or things like that that'll kind of fit a little better. Um, but as far as the super con one, I know people that'll definitely be down to do it. And yeah, I mean, I can connect you to people and they're, they're always down. I know they're always down and, um, yeah, make this shit a really big party. I think that's what it should be <clears throat> now, you know, um, before, before we came on, uh, Pat and I, we were talking about, you know, the, the main topic of what this pe- episode was going to be. Uh, we've had people come on where we've talked about the food, uh, that has been featured in movies. We we've, we've talked about, uh, specific characters, specific themes. Uh, I don't think we've ever done one on music. Yeah. Um, so since you're on, um, you know, we wanted to ask, is there a movie in particular that you think has probably the best soundtrack? Like, other than the movie, you can literally just close your eyes and just listen to the music, and it's the dopest thing you've ever yeah. heard. Okay, so I narrowed it down to three that mm. I would, with, like, verbal music that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. But then I also have my probably all-time favorite animated movie. Okay. Like, it's an anime, and it's, I think, you know, one of the greatest soundtracks. Um, as far as, like, just regular movies, um, Guardians. Okay, nice. Guardians. First one or the second one? Uh, I, these are in no order. I, okay. I just, I kind of grouped these three together just because, like, just entertainment value. Like, I feel joy when I listen to them. Gotcha. Um, which is Guardians, mm. Shrek. Okay. Okay. Shrek. It just brings me back to, like, childhood, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And um, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Nice. It's funny because I, I just Googled uh, a list of like movies with the best soundtrack, and in every list, Purple Rain comes up as mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Yeah. And, and like, but my personal favorite, A Silent Voice. A the silent OST voice? on A Silent Voice, it's an anime. The OST on that is just so, like, the way it conveys emotion. And A Silent Voice? A Silent Voice, yes. Dude, it is. I, I just I put that movie on as a um, just filler noise, and maybe ten minutes in, I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" And I watched it, and by the end, it, I was I was hooked. I was like, "Like I it it literally threw me for an emotional ride." I do want to play a little bit of it, but I'm afraid that these motherfuckers are gonna be like, "Yeah, nah, nah." I think you'll be like that shit. I think you'll be fine for a bit. Let me just jump yeah. in the middle of this. Oh, that's that, uh... Yes. It, it encapsulates, like... It's that calm stuff that you hear at, uh... At, uh... What you call it, uh... When you get your massage. But if you jump... massage partner. If you jump, like... It just encapsulates the movie. If you watch the movie and then listen to everything with it, it just... It just... <laughs> yeah. I love I love this movie. I don't, I don't... You know, I don't care what anyone says. No, no. <laughs> what, what, what's the movie about? Because, um, I mean, going off of the music, it seemed like it's a... Is it a rom-com? Nah, not calm no, at all. No calm. No calm all. At rom. All rom. Oof. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's basically those two uh, characters are the main characters. Yeah. Um, they were in school as kids. Uh-huh. Uh, he bullied her because she was deaf. That is a, that is a so he pull, he pulled out one of her like hearing aids as a kid. Oh my god! Everything they took her out of school. Her parents uh-huh. and he became the one that got bullied after that. So he became the loser of the class. Really? So it fast forwards to when he's there, 
like at that age in high mm. school and he learned sign language and he's always wanted to like find a way to apologize eventually mm. and he ends up running into her randomly and uh, from there it just becomes like basically they fall in love with each other but mm. he's trying to just know, make, make up for everything that oh, he did okay. wrong to her and her mom like her mom straight up smacks him in the, in the mouth like the other mom like his mom comes and tries to like make up for it too to show yeah. like and you know he gains friends along the way he basically it's just, it's just a growth from being like a dickhead bully Damn. to like the loser to he gains friends bro, and they, gains her they bully different in japan bro yeah bro that was <laughs> when I, they I, bully different dog when i saw <laughs> that she had the ear the hearing aid pulled out i was like Oh shit! That's fucking nuts. And then but I got gets, a question. In yeah. this movie, does she talk like? Uh, she yeah. If she talks, it's very mumbly. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's very very. They real with they real with it too, dude. By the time I hit like, you know the the last high point before the movie ended, mm-hmm. I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> like I was I was on the edge of my seat, and it's it's just I guess the. It's not so much that the soundtrack is crazy. It's mm. the fact that when you put it with the movie, it encapsulates yeah. the emotions that are happening. Yeah, it's it's a great movie overall, and I just fuck with the soundtrack because of that. What about you, Pat? Um, my movie of uh, choice is um, well, I'm gonna go Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, I really, I really liked the. Uh, the music on there. I like the the Sex Bob Sex Bob Bob or whatever the name of that band because uh, they're supposed to be like some type of like garage band kind of music, and you hear it, mm-hmm. but it, it's like it's not professionally done. But it's so, like it's like they were the garage band of garage bands. Yeah, like you hear you hear <laughs> like raw. you hear it like they don't have they didn't have they did they did have an engineer. It was that guy I forgot his name. But you, you uh, hear yeah. that it was just like a hit record yeah. and, and just let it go. And you hear like, it's like, fuck, that guitar is way too fucking high. But it worked with it. And um, every song on there, on that, uh, that uh, the soundtrack was so fucking well, it was so put together. They also had that song, uh, Black Sheep, that was by... Uh, oh, from Metric. Metric. And I thought it was the, I thought it was the, the woman from Metric who was singing the song. But then you find out that, no, nah, that was Brie Larson. Who's singing that song, that version of the song? And I was like, holy shit. So she's singing this song. So I heard both uh, versions of the one that was done by Metric and the one that was done by Brie Larson. And I prefer the one that was done by Brie Larson than the one that was done by Metric because I think it was because. Yeah, it was. I think it was the first one that I heard. And I was like, oh, this shit, this song is pretty fucking dope. Um, So that's my first go to. And on top of that, that was the first time I ever heard like. they played that song from uh, Zelda in a movie yeah. when he was dreaming, and they played that song. I was like, like y'all know this fucking I'm like, damn it, like y'all have never heard this shit outside of uh, and the of fact Zelda. that it was in a dream sequence, yeah. it was so perfect. Yeah, it was like holy shit, this shit is this shit is fucking dope. So th- that was cool. Do uh, you have an honorable mention? Honorable mention uh, for I mean, you said Guardians, so let me say another song. Uh, I'm going to say Interstellar. I have another one for you that I forgot and that I know you'll probably agree with too. Mm. Black Panther. Black Panther, yes. Yeah. Yes. That Black Panther album was fucking phenomenal. Yes, it was. Like, um, even just the, the thoughts of it. 
I mean, I know there's some stuff that's coming out about the Black Panther album saying that uh, Kendrick is such a, uh, they're saying that he was such a, um, a perfectionist that he, they, they thought that, oh, you know, he just said, oh, I want you on the album. So can you just come up with something? And then, you know, a person will come up with something and, you know, he'll just put it on the, the track. But they're saying that he might have wrote the person's lyrics and said, yo, just deliver it this way on this track. And that's all I need you to do. And they were saying, oh, man, maybe he, he must have done that shit because they're saying that he must have ghostwrited for certain artists on that Black uh, Black Panther album. I see it. You see it? Yeah, I see it's it. Um, it's possible. For me, uh, going back to what you were saying about encapsulating like the, the, the point of the movie, uh, I would have to say Almost Famous. Um, Almost Famous is the story of a, based on a true story about this guy who wrote for Rolling Stone magazine at the age of 16. And he went on tour with this rock band. In real life, he went on tour with Led Zeppelin and wrote up, wrote about how his whole experience was. So for this movie, since they didn't want to get sued because they, they do reveal some stuff that was like, oh, shit, that, you know, um, they, they just made up a fictional band. And not only did they make a fictional band for the movie, they actually created an album for the fictional band. And you see them performing it in the movie. And the music is amazing. And. In the movie, the, the the main character his he's discovering rock music, and this is all happening during the seventies. Uh, and it's like the soundtrack also feels like that when you listen to the soundtrack. It's Elton John songs that you you forgot about, songs from Led Zeppelin, songs from uh, I think like Deep Purple and other bands that that were so good, and it just flows with that movie so well. And and you feel like you were there. You feel like you were there discovering the music along with this kid, and then. My honorable mention, um, and honestly, if it wasn't for Pat, who showed me this movie, I, I, I wouldn't even have known Drive. Oh, oh yeah, actually, Drive. That I, that soundtrack was. I just heard it. it. It's 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 crazy because if you were to play that soundtrack for someone and say, "Yo, listen to this," every music blends into the next song so well. Yeah. And then if I were to tell you, "Oh, but this movie is about." a guy who's a, a driver for like, you know, he does jobs and you'd be like, no, it's not. And then when yeah. you actually watch the movie with the music in the background, you're like, Oh shit, it fits. Yeah. It actually fits the environment and like the vibe that, that, of that the movie. That fucking song, that, that, that album made me appreciate neon lights and synthesized music <laughs> in a way that I've never appreciated it before. Yo, and that shit is like, and you know you have that that the main song from uh, Kavinsky Night Call, which yeah. was like the perfect intro into a movie. Yeah, you know um, th that's crazy because like um, the same reasoning is kind of why I said Shrek because yeah yeah nostalgia. I was a kid, loved it, stupidity, la la la. But if you really listen to the soundtrack and look at the cues on Shrek, every song matches like and then I saw her face at the end. Really? Yeah, every song matches the emotion in the song. It's legit. Like, the first part is um, the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. When he pops out the freaking door. Mm -hmm. Even on the drop, some... And it kicks the door open. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I'm a believer mm -hmm. is, is like, at the end, you know, and then I saw her face, and they're facing each other after the wedding. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you really sit there and listen to it and watch the movie, every fucking thing is a cue. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is pretty fucking dope. Yeah. It, like, it's amazing how, like, how detailed people, like, put, like, putting the music to uh, to an actual movie. Because, 
you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that this is something new that they've done. They've done this for, for years, but it's it just feels good to know, to notice somebody's work. You know what I mean? Like, say, bro, I noticed how much work you put into this fucking movie. Like, uh, even uh, when you said Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. the fact that uh, James Gunn said that before he even came, like, wrote the script, he, he, he got the playlist first. And then when he gave uh, the actors the script, he gave them the playlist. He said, this is the playlist that's going to play in the background while all these things are going on. So he wanted them to listen to the playlist while they're, what you call it, while they're reading the scripts on their own time. And it's like, yo, like, I know we're going to get bored of, uh, like, music being such an integral part in movies because of what James Gunn has done. But I, since we're in this mode right here, I fucking love that the fact that people are taking time and to appreciate the music that is going into these movies. And I like that there's a fall off that people who, who are trying to fake that they appreciate it, like uh, Suicide Squad, the first one, when uh, they were trying to basically capture the same kind of feel of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And they were just throwing in popular music rather than throwing the music that's like it pushes the movie along. They were just throwing in popular music and everybody, everybody noticed it. Everybody was like, yeah, man, this is a uh, forced. Yeah. It was like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I love that shit. I think what happened was with guardians of the galaxy, that soundtrack was part of the story. Cause it was his mom's mixtape that he was listening to mm-hmm. with suicide squad. Oh, let's just throw in Eminem's without me, which yeah. is changing. Why? Ah, cause why not? And I think that was the problem was that there was no meaning behind it. Yeah. It was just like, let's just throw it in there. Mm-hmm. With Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a story behind it. And you you like, feel good. I never felt so excited for somebody to get a Zoom than when he got that <laughs> fucking Zoom. I was like, oh, my God, bro. You don't know what kind of music is on there, man. This motherfucker's got, like, how many songs did he put in it? Like, 100,000, maybe? No, it was a, yeah, it was the same thing like an iPod. It was just a so Microsoft like, fuck, version. Yeah. yeah. I wish I still had my fucking Zoom when he had that fucking Zoom. You had one? Hell, yeah. You never had one? You no. never had one? I was always an iPod Damn, guy. Damn, dog. I had that shit, and then I broke the fucking screen because, uh, <laughs> like, I remember I threw it on my bed, and then I'm over here doing some shit, and then, I, you know, you ever put, like, your knee on your bed? Oh, and shit. Yeah. Crack that. Crack. Yeah. I was so mad. I didn't have nobody to get mad at, man. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're looking around like, oh, somebody come in here, man. Somebody come in here. <laughs> I was so fucking mad, but it was like, damn. You ever had that happen to your glasses? Yes. Fall asleep with my fucking glasses, and then when I, you wake up and shit's like that, yeah, and you try to, gotta adjust you try it. to bend it, and <laughs> you're like, motherfucker, man. Yeah, I, I keep a backup pair, so I literally had to put on my backup pair to find my main pair. Early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, I can't. This is an old prescription. My eyes are gonna be like hurting. So oh shit, my, yeah, man. I was like, Fuck. I had I bought a backup pair of glasses, and I lost those shits like within like two weeks. Oh my god! I don't know where the fuck I put them. They're either in my car or somewhere in my dresser, but them shits are gone. They've been gone for like a year. That's funny. That shit is ridiculous. All right. So before we sign off, uh, is how can we find you on social media? How can the world find you and your music? Uh, before I mention that, mm. I can still do the freestyle if you want. Oh, oh. shit! To you guys. All right. Let's. Um, if you're short I on- feel like this may cut off again. Um, because we're reaching that like that thirty minute, another thirty minute mark. Let's okay. do a quick pause. Okay, no, do... that's that's hard as hell. All right, all right. To... So, Jesus, we got mic drop on the podcast. Uh, mic drop is going to do a quick freestyle. Um, he has, he's asking us to challenge him 
by throwing words at him. We got this beat from what is this hard anime type beat uh, featuring Savage? Is that what is, th- is uh, that what that says? No, it's by uh, Zach. It's by Zach Sutton. It's, All right, uh, called Savage. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and start this beat that we found on YouTube. Uh, Mike Drop is gonna go ahead and start freestyling, and we're then we're gonna just gonna throw random topics yeah. at him that he's gonna add into his freestyle. So when you give me the first topic, I'll start. Let's start with water. Water. Okay. Yeah. MD, bitch. Uh. Catch me just flowing like water, liquid death. I'm just killing this on it, this on it. I'm killing these things when I'm on it. <laughs> Pick could be really, I'm on it. I'm really just going off top of the mind, though. Switching this shit with the temple, the temple just switches with me when I'm doing this straight off the mental. Get it, this temple, you get it. Switched off the temple when I kill this bitch. I'm really going off the top of the head. I'm just anime. It. He was thinking of words. I'm really just gonna spill the shit. You was talking anime? Really, I'm gonna get it, kid. Uh, I'm thinking I'm feeling like Levi. When I'm in this thing, I'm really good. Tie high. Bitches going up in guts like I'm thigh high. Now I'm really sky high. Sky high, get it when I'm sky geeks. high. Like high high. I mean, I didn't know geeks. You said geeks, like geeky robots kill it though. I geek these things. I'm really geek out with these chicks when I think they leak out. Get it? They just leak out. I just gotta kill it with these deep droughts. I just gotta go off the top when I get out. What's the bout that you just mic want? Drop. I just gotta kill these things. I am mic drop with a mic drop. I kill these things. I just gotta go off the top when I do these things. These drops is coming through. I got a hip hop, I mean hop hip when I run through. Get it? I just hop with the hip and I get it off the hip. Japanese. Now I gotta let it rip. Bow. I just gotta play a ukulele on the shit. Now I switch to Japanese instruments when I get it. I just gotta go with Japanese little chicks and they got these nice little itty bitty. No, I can't talk that. We just gotta stay PG when I kill it off the top. These things. We seen this. Boobies? Like itty bitty titties oh, on these Japanese movies. movies. I'm really just thinking all these things like it's movies? Movies? Like which ones? Like Shrek, when I said all these things, they were 2D. All of these rides were just 3D. Really, I'm giving out freebies, bars. Every time doing these things, I'm just feeling like Scar. Kill him, huh? Mufasa it. just went down and now I just feel he's just going down this canyon. What? We, we seen, seen it? it yeah. I ain't see it. I was just blind. I ain't find my glasses till I had to come here in time. And I just thinking that we seen it. Killing this thing all in these rounds when I'm doing all these things all the time. How much is left on the beat for me to just kill it? Extreme. 30 minutes, nah, really just 20 seconds. Extremely, I'm just killing the. Ah, fuck, I lost it. No, I really didn't. I caught it back when I cost it. Really, I just talked to Extreme Action Park where I'm really killing every time I'm doing this, I off it. Now hit the off switch. Ooh, wow. oh my god. Oh my god. I appreciate you guys. I could have done better, but I think that was suffice nah, for dude, Let me give you another one. <laughs> oh my god, bro. I would have stayed slower, but I said switch tempo so many times that I was like, I have to switch the tempo. That was fucking amazing, bro. <laughs> Damn. I appreciate it. Damn, that. man. Jesus Christ. I, bro. I got sweaty. <laughs> like I, I was, like, I was going through was anxiety, nice, even though I'm man. not the one that was doing it. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" I'm like, "How's he gonna do this?" I really he did. It. I really did lose it. I just, I just fixed it. <laughs> well, you fixed it, man. I was like, "I'm like, oh my, oh, oh." Yeah, yeah. yeah I understand how many times I've lost a beat, and I'm like, "Wait, no, I could fix it." Da, 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 da. Now I was like, "Oh, oh shit. my god, man!" So, but now we you've can. all seen it. Yeah. If you want to hear more, where can we hear more? Um, Spotify, Apple Music, 
Look up Mike Drop. M I K E. Yes, that's my name. Uh, space D R O P. Yes, it's funny. I know it's funny. It's kind of cute sometimes too. Um, besides that, uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm just gonna get my main one because that's where I've been posting more. Yeah, do you think? Uh, Mikey Mike Three. M I K E Y Y M I K E Three. The number three. Um, you know, Twitter. Same thing. Mikey Mike Three. Uh, Discord. Mike Drop. I forgot the number. Just hit me up on on IG and I got you. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm always down to work, man. I'm always down to talk shit. It doesn't even have to be about working. I, I'm down to talk shit, man. I, I work my ass off um, in the medical field. So the times that I'm not in there, mm. I just talk shit with people. Nice. Like, just like we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, man, try to catch me in the show. I mean, I hopefully Supercon. Um, hopefully Anime Texas in October. Hopefully DreamCon. Please DreamCon. That would be next one, too. Um, I mean, just follow me, you know, you follow me, uh, especially on IG, the links are there. Um, and yeah, you know, join and uh, July, well, better than that. July 7th, y'all motherfuckers come out here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Y'all motherfuckers come out here and you'll be able to see my ass in person. It's not much to see, but <laughs> you'll be able to see me in person. Experience. It's the experience, yeah, it's the ex- bro. It's not the sight. It's the experience. Yeah, it's the experience. I, yeah. I freestyle on stage too, and I like the crowd to interact. So, you know, let's have thing, let's let's have some fun and support these guys because these guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, so that's, that's why, you know, you guys just need to fucking come out. Please. 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 <laughs> come out. And uh, yeah, man, appreciate it. I, I appreciate this time. This is awesome. Oh, we and we appreciate that fucking freestyle, man. We, everything, bro. <laughs> everything that you brought to uh, to this fucking table today is fucking amazing, bro. You, you, it's like you came in amazing and you you left amazing, bro. Which is like that well, is fucking dope. Well, I, I'm trying to leave more amazing. The guy in the background that you're hearing, that's my homie. I am Chris Craig. Yeah, check him out. That's a little bro. Uh, got love for him all the time. In a my guy, yeah, he's he's a, he's a G. Um, yeah, I, I try to show love to whoever, whoever I work with and whoever's cool with me. That you know, it's not about you know being above anybody. It's mm-hmm. it's about growing together. That's how I look at it. Oh, that's what's uh, up, man. So, right. um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. And hopefully, we do this again. Hell yeah, yeah absolutely. Hell yeah, for sure. All right, Pat, you want to do your thing? Uh, yeah, um, mic drop. Once again, man, it has been a pleasure for you to be on this podcast, bro. Uh. We got we got ourselves a future guest, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, let me rewind this song. Um, I have been Pat, and this is Kev, and Mike dropping this bitch. Yeah, and we've been us, and y'all been y'all. Hope everybody had a ball. Catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Bitch, you running shit, but you really not, cause I run them up. Thinking you fucking with me? Well, prove it then. Let's run it up. That metal on me, I keep it tucked. If I unload, just know you fuck no competition. You know what's up if I open up every single one. Uh, Engage, engage. Knuckle up, you gon'